Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. First show back for Lucky and I, 2021. How was Christmas? How was New Year's? Uh, it was quiet. Yeah, sure. It was all right, though. Uh, New Year's, uh, spent with the boys. They're at the age now, you know, looking forward to staying up. Right. Uh, and, uh, and so they did. Did you did. stay awake? Did uh, they, yeah. they stay past you? Barely. Barely yeah. stayed awake. Uh, and, and, and it really kind of, you know, both Christmas and New Year's just dragged on the mm. day. Right. Because normally you're used to, you know, a lot going on, big meals, family gatherings, whatever it may be. And, and, uh, especially Christmas, like after opening up gifts, you just thought, well, okay, well now what to do with the rest of the day? Well, because talk to each other, you know, planning this whole meal and, and driving out and gathering. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, you know, it was, uh, it was what it was. It was nice to, to ring out, uh, the old year and, and in with the new. Um, but, and, and in some senses, it not, you know, easy to plan. Right. There wasn't, oh, yeah, it was perfect. There wasn't that all, oh, where are we going to go? How are we going to get there? How are we getting home? When are we getting home? You know, ran into situations in the past where it's like, okay, well, we're going to order a DD service and, or, or someone's not going to drink and you have to watch everything. It's just so much easier just to say, all right, well, we're, we're at home. We're stuck. Nothing else we can do. Might as well drink. Yeah. We, uh, we did exactly that. We, uh, it was just Marie and I on uh, New Year's Eve and, uh, we started off fairly innocently having a, a little sip. Some prosecco around uh, three three thirty in the afternoon because <laughs> we were preparing our uh, our little uh, meal for New Year's Eve and uh, so we did that and uh, it just started to uh, unfold. I woke up uh, on New Year's Day and my house looked like the scene in The Hangover, <laughs> the first <laughs> the first movie. Mike Tyson's tiger was there. I was on the floor missing a tooth. <laughs> uh, yeah, somewhere in the evening it got ahead of me. I don't know because you know I'm a seasoned drinker. Right, I, I, I can really pace myself. <laughs> You're well tuned, but and I got well tuned at New Year's Eve. I think at one point I was told to go get some air, take a walk, get Are some you air. Serious? I just not that I was causing any commotion or what craziness. Just the two of you. What were you just, doing? Just pounding them. <laughs> just. You know what? I got into the white wine, and I don't know what the the white wine does something to me. Could have been mixed with the uh, whiskey you bought me, right? And which is very tasty. And, uh, and, uh, the Prosecco and the beer. I think I, I might have had a Guinness at one point. I was really mixing it up. Wow. Yeah. I really acted like I was 22 again. And when I say I was told to go get air and take a walk, when I say walk, I use that rather loosely. It was more of a <laughs> stumble, stumble <laughs> down the street. And to, to the point where, you know, I really got into it so good. I don't even remember midnight arriving, but I know I was up for it because I checked my phone the next morning and I had called people. <laughs> Supposedly I had this long conversation with Maria, her mom, my dad. I don't remember any of it. Really? Not a thing. <laughs> but I am a fun drunk. I'm a fun drunk. I don't really cause any trouble. I just turn up the music way too loud is uh, is always a problem. But anyhow, we were home. We were safe. It was fine. Bylaw comes to the door. I, I, there's only two. I can't believe there's only two of you. <laughs> this is probably something you haven't done in a while. But uh, if you ever have the urge, as you're walking by a building with big icicles hanging down from it, you ever get the urge to pop one off and give it a lick? Mm. Maybe it's something you did as a kid. Yeah. Oh, all the time. I think the kids were doing it last weekend. Yeah. Well, you got to stop them from doing that. Why? Because uh, there's a bit of a problem. Uh, it turns out that these uh, what look like beautiful, clean, you know, uh, icicles full of water from the heavens are also full of something else. Bird poop. 
So you want to maybe distract them from that. Really? Yeah, a meteorologist uh, is going viral with a TikTok video she posted that explains why icicles are filled with bird poop. When icicles form, it's from water that melts off your roof and runs down the side of a building. You know what else is on a roof? Bird poop and a lot of it. Right. Now, that's not to say you'll get sick from licking the bird poop in an icicle, but really, uh, maybe it's void. That doesn't sound as clean and pure. New. They look pretty. Right. You know, they look nice. A little dangerous if you're standing under one and it falls. Right. But, uh, yeah, you want to, uh, you want to avoid that. Like, I gotta stop them from licking the ones on the back of the car with the exhaust. <laughs> What's wrong with you boys? <laughs> What's up with them? Yeah. I guess they just don't buy enough popsicles. I guess not. Yeah. And of course, as always, this time of year, the warning goes out to keep your tongue off of uh, poles outside, light poles and that type oh, of thing. That's right. If you saw a Christmas story or Dumb and Dumber, you know. <laughs> You? Oh, I probably... Did I ever do it? I want to say, yeah, I did, but luckily I didn't get stuck. Right. I just touched it and backed off quick enough. I never did, but uh, a younger brother of a buddy of mine did, and it was, like, (sighs) full-on stuck. Like, I think the, uh, like, the imprint or what was left of his lips was, was stuck on that pole for quite some time. Oh, Years later, you could still see where he had, uh... He had done it. Where is he now? Uh, well, I'm mumbling. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe he'd become the MPP of Ajax, perhaps. Seems like something he would do. Uh, you don't get, you don't have that problem in St. Bart's, no, apparently. Nothing's no. freezing in, in St. Bart's. Except the ice and the drink. You know, if we started a new feature here at Rock Mornings, uh, something like uh, Pant Load of the Day. Right. Uh, he would have won the award. We got oh. a big trophy, big Pant Load trophy. Of the year. Yeah. Yeah, what a scam. Listen, going away when you're preaching to everybody they shouldn't go anywhere and that essential travel is, uh, you know, you shouldn't be going to, getting in a plane or traveling around if you're not supposed to. To stand there preaching that with Doug Ford continuously over this thing and then go and do it yourself, that's one thing. To set up the scams that he set up to make it happen is even worse. To be clear, what he did was not illegal, but in his position was extremely immoral. Mm-hmm. Uh, because what he did was not only plan this vacation, but as you said, plan the excuses to look like he was still here. Yeah. There was a national maple syrup day that he had, you know, done a video in front of someone's house uh with, you know, maple syrup and pancakes that they had aired on that. So, uh, you know, someone had to film that for him mm-hmm. as well. He wasn't alone in this. Someone mm-hmm. else was complicit in all of this. Uh then there's the video of him uh, sitting fireside talking about sacrifices being made at the hall and during the holidays. They ran that for Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, yeah, and uh, and posted it to social media. There was a, a long, drawn out plan of of things to make it look like he was still here, including calls that he was doing while he was down there, wearing wearing a sweater yeah. when it's twenty seven degrees in Saint Bart's <laughs> to make it look like he's not there. If you're hiding the fact that you're there, then mm-hmm. you know you shouldn't be there. Yeah, and I wonder, and I know nothing. Who knows who decided to take this vacation? I don't know. Maybe Saint Bart's is a regular routine for him and his family, and maybe someone in his family kept pushing for it. Like, come on, we go every year. We're going on a private jet. You know, it's it's no big deal. But the problem is, is this government is telling every right. citizen to break your normal routines. That's right. That's right. And he should have said to whoever talked to him, unless it was his idea 
completely to go away. But he should have said to whoever, you know, how does this make me look if we go to St. Bart's? <laughs> right. When I'm standing there as part of the government, here's part of the problem with government these days, too. They they really are supposed to be there for the people. You know, you go back and you look at, say, like the Queen during World War II. She's out there handing out sandwiches and picking up boulders right. from burnt-out buildings. These guys stand up there, they preach to us, and then take off on vacation. I mean, even if he was the Minister of Tourism, uh, a good title for him now. <laughs> he knows something about travel. And he said well, he was down there officially trying to get tourism sparked from St. Sure. Bart's. He made some you know, lame excuse yeah. for that. The problem is he's the finance minister. Yeah. And there are people who are struggling yep. right now. Businesses that are going under that could really use the help of, oh, I don't know, the finance minister. Sure. So to have him, you know, there is a bit of jealousy, I think, for some people with this. I mean, who takes a four-week vacation mm. uh, to St. Bart's over the holidays? Must be nice mm-hmm. that you hear some of that. But beyond all of that uh, is the fact that, you know, this was all planned and there was a ruse at mm-hmm. play to make it seem like he was here. Also involved in that is Doug Ford. Oh, for sure. Uh, because he yep. knew if he didn't know beforehand, he knew a weekend and didn't call him back and say, this is a major problem. Get your, and now he's apologizing that I should have said that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you should do more than just say it. Because this isn't the first time, one, for Rod Phillips, he traveled to Switzerland yep, in, in August. This guy really needs the vacation. <laughs> but I'm sure there are probably a few frontline workers who could use a vacation right now, too, but can't take one because they're working. Yep. Uh, yep. But on top of that, Doug Ford, uh, remember around Thanksgiving, there's an MPP named Sam Osterhoff who decided, well, you know what? I'm going to have a family dining gathering inside a restaurant with no masks on and take a big family picture of it. And Doug Ford said then... That we have to set a better example. Yep. So hold them to it now. He didn't listen, did he? Well, look, they just do as they do, and they get away with it all the time. So we'll we'll see what happens. Maybe make him a uh, minister of uh, fudge. <laughs> Shoelaces or, well, or something. And I don't like cancer culture. I really don't. I don't like when people pound. But this was the second go around, and he's a smart man. He's no dummy. He should have known a lot better. So heading into 2021, if you're thinking, I'm going to try some online dating, if that's going to be your thing, perhaps. All right. Find new love. That's, that's a, right. usually a, a major resolution. Yeah. Well, if you're a good-looking dude who can't do, like, basic multiplication, you got a good chance. <laughs> it turns out dating apps have led to an increase in numbers of couples that are higher-educated women and lower-educated men. Really? Yeah. It's because dating apps, of course, focus around pictures. Women can overlook a guy's intelligence which is something they wouldn't necessarily be able to do if they first met in person, you know, if they can't tie up their own shoelaces. Right. <laughs> so so if you're a dumb dude, but you're handsome, the world is your oyster. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's not doing much for, for, for so many people. Because really, that's always been it. You know, if you're, if you're good looking, you, you got a leg up already. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is always, I guess, probably one of my problems with the likes of like Tom Brady and others. You know, not only uh, handsome, but I, I always wanted him to have like I don't know, like a webbed foot or a, a lisp, right. something, something that would show that the good Lord didn't shine the light on him completely. Yeah, yeah. do you have to be uber talented and good looking? Yeah, it's all too much. So uh, the study also found dating apps have led to an increase in long distance relationships because it makes it easier to meet people further away. And finally, even if you're not a sexy dummy or looking to land a long-distance relationship, dating apps should probably be a pretty good thing for you as well. Uh, couples that meet on dating apps are actually more likely to want a serious relationship. 
And they have the same level of relationship satisfaction as couples who met in person. And, you know, I, I think I've changed my opinion on dating apps only because they're, they're so much a part of, of people's lives now if you're single. But for the longest time, I always thought, well, what if you got married and had kids and then your children one day said, Tell me how you met mom and dad. Mm. Well, we met, you know, hooking up on a lot of fish or whatever the hell that thing is. <laughs> Plenty of fish or, you know, uh, it always seemed a little uh, suspect to me, but it is the way uh, people go. And many times now we're not just hooking up uh, uh, drunken in a bar. We're actually. Is that a better story? You know what I mean? Like, because that was it before. How'd you hook up mom and dad? Well, we're drunk in a bar. Right. Is that is that better for your kids to hear than, you know, I was online? Yeah, I, I, you know, probably not. I mean, I, I think that, uh, I mean, I guess it's better than say, well, I was dating your uh, uncle at the time. <laughs> and, you know, started sleeping with his brother. And, and then you came. You came along. <laughs> so that's why it's awkward at Christmas. <laughs> you know. Like, I dated a girl for the longest time. Like, that first love thing, and, you know, totally got my heart broken. But she ended up dating and then marrying, like, a very good friend of mine, who, of course, is no longer a very good friend. <laughs> uh, but they were, like, fooling around behind my back and stuff. And I had a long story. Mm. And I was, like, 19 or whatever, 18, whatever I was, you know, when you're first... Uh, that first love and just, you know, got totally kind of uh, destroyed by it. My little heart got broken. But I, uh, I always thought after that, like... How does she, cause they have children now. I think they got grandkids. Like they've been together forever. So, uh, I always wondered though, if their kids ever said, well, how did you, uh, how did you and uh, daddy hook up? How did you meet? <laughs> well, I was dating a guy who was really quite nice, but decided to fool around with his best friend. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I spent much time pondering it. <laughs> I've gotten over it with therapy. <laughs> that was sad to hear this morning that Tanya Roberts, had passed away, 65 years old, so in the grand scheme of things, still pretty young. Right, very young. And she collapsed uh, on Christmas Eve. It was put on a ventilator and uh, never got better. Now, they're not saying whether it was COVID-related, but they said she was fine prior to this. She had been out uh, having walks and exercise, and she was uh, dealing with people in Zoom chats and fans and such. And uh, she just collapsed, so they're not reporting yet what the uh, the problem was. And Tanya Roberts is one of those women that uh, takes me right back to my to my youth, my teen years specifically, <laughs> where her and I spent a lot of time together. She didn't realize we were together that much, but back before there were virtual gatherings, yes, you were virtually gathering with her. Oh, many many a day. Right. Uh, she had uh, such fine films as, of course, uh, Sins of Desire. <laughs> Almost pregnant. <laughs> Forced entry. Oh, yikes. Body slam. California dreaming and legal tender. But of course, you would know her because she at one time was a Bond girl. Yeah, Stacey Sutton of You to a Kill. 1985, and you remember <laughs> her character name. <laughs> well, Roger Moore. How do you forget that? Yeah. Zoran Industries. You had Christopher Walken. <laughs> Grace Jones. She was also, of course, in The Beastmaster. I remember that, too. She was in uh, Charlie's Angels. and Spent a season, I think, the, yeah. the TV version of Char Charlie's Angels, right? That's and right. that 70s show. She played the, the hot mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she uh, she passed away. And it looks like um, Ginger from uh, Gilligan's Island has won the uh, the battle for the island. <sighs> She's the last one standing as uh, Mary Ann. Passed away. This came out what, like Christmas Eve, I think. Yeah, um, is when the news came out, and 
interesting. Right away, Doug Elliott, I think it was, that posted uh, that on uh, on the Rock Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Ginger has won the original Survivor <laughs> Gilligan's <laughs> Island. It's a good line. Uh, which, it's, 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 it's funny. funny. Yeah. Right away, people up in arms. Really? Eh? The comments, you know, unfollowed, you know, too soon. <laughs> that, listen, who knew she was alive? Ginger doesn't know she's alive. <laughs> <laughs> but but right away, you know, listen, was it a, a bit tasteless? Maybe. Not everyone's thing? Maybe. Funny? Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, but at the same time, was it completely disrespectful? I don't know the woman. And in well, fact, I didn't know she was alive. Well, maybe making a Marianne joke, I guess, the day she dies is a bit... Uh, right. Well, that's what it was. But, it was but, a Marianne joke the, the day more, she died. But it was more a joke about what? Ginger. So he's making, <laughs> he's laughing about the woman who's still upright. Right. Well, uh, people, uh, very, very too soon for people uh, of course. on the day that Marianne died. Uh, as of if course. Marianne was right beside them when she passed. Were you a Marianne or a Ginger guy? That's, that was, in television, that was the first kind of, right. you know, later you had uh, Lonnie Anderson and what's her name in WKRP. Were you a Bailey or uh, whatever her right. character name was? I, I always think I was probably a, a Ginger just because she was, she seemed so sexy. Years later, you think Marianne because she was a girl next door. When I watched it, I was too young to be thinking about those things, unfortunately. What is that series? Like mm-hmm. late seventies? No, it was on probably in the sixties. I yeah. watched it when I, of course, I watched it in the reruns, reruns yeah. when I was older. Uh huh. Yeah. So no call on that, huh? No. Hmm. I guess I'd have to fault towards Ginger. Yeah, you married you a seem, redhead. You seem to go that way. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's all uh, it's all it's all a shame. What are you gonna do? We get old, we pass away. That's the deal. But uh, Tanya Roberts, you know, that's that's really a crazy. No, Sixty five, really, really young. Yeah. And now, what news? Larry Rob, uh, sorry, Larry King is in hospital as well. Yeah, he's got COVID. Mm-hmm. Louis, Goss- Louis Gossett Jr., the actor, also. I think he survived uh, COVID, but he was in the hospital with it as well. So yeah, it's it's getting around that COVID thing. I don't know if you've heard, but it's <laughs> oh really? It's making its rounds. Time for Teddy Reader and Helinda's Meets. Good morning and Happy New Year, Teddy. Happy New Year, Craigie. Happy New Year, Lucky. Happy New Year to everybody out there. Yeah. How long do we keep saying Happy New Year? Like, if you don't bump into somebody till say, early March, <laughs> do you still say Happy New Year? <laughs> I think it's gone no, by then. No. It's over I think, by then. I think at the end of the week. Yeah, probably by the end of the week we're done. Yeah. Uh, Teddy, I was uh, looking on your Facebook page, and as always, you're posting photos of things you're cooking, and uh, I noticed you had a leg of lamb going, and it looked absolutely beautiful. Tell us how to whip up a, a leg of lamb on the grill. Well, I had uh, I had picked up this leg of lamb and uh, probably weighed about five to five pounds. It's a nice size mm-hmm. and nice and plump. And I scored the meat, so I took the tip of uh, my knife and across the uh, the leg, I in a one inch squares, I kind of slashed it about a quarter inch deep. Okay, mm-hmm. and that opens it up a little bit. And uh, remember what we did with the flank steak to scruff it. Yes, similar kind of process so you score it and then i took a ton of garlic easily 25 cloves wow and grated it 
and then I took a lemon and I chopped that all up and squeezed all the juice and I mixed it with the garlic. I took a little bit of fresh herbs, not a lot. You can use whatever kind of herbs you want. I had uh, a little bit of thyme around the house, so I used some thyme. And then uh, it was just lying on the couch, actually. And, uh, <laughs> That's all we've got is thyme <laughs> yeah. these days, Teddy. Yeah, it was just, you know, it was just there on the couch. And so I, I grabbed the thyme and uh, olive oil. And I used a bit of my Bollywood uh, bone dust seasoning. And you can use whatever kind of seasoning and a lot of black pepper. Mix that together and I put it on the lamb and I marinated it for 24 hours. Mm. And I pushed it into all the cuts and the slashes on the lamb so that the flavor penetrates into the meat. And so once you do that, then it went out into the smoker and we, uh, and I cooked it at uh, about 235 to 250 degrees. It was kind of cool on uh, on uh, New Year's Day, so it was an up and down and up and down. But you got to maintain that temperature all the way across. I was using a live fire. And I cooked it at that temperature until it reached an internal of 165 to 168 degrees. Then you wrap it. Yeah, I, I use... I saw this, Ted. I saw this on your, on your social media. That you, like, I guess like you do with the brisket, you took uh, butcher paper at this point and you wrap it all up. What's the, what's the science behind that? So in, instead of aluminum foil, which I really don't like, you know, cooking in foil, it's not something that uh, I believe is, is healthy. <laughs> I have no proof on that, but I just don't like it. <laughs> right. Okay. And butcher paper allows it to breathe a little bit. Well, it's in there, but it keeps and maintains the moisture. And I bring it up to an internal temperature of about 200 degrees. Okay. And so it keeps all that moisture in it because as you want to get to, you know, 165 is well done. But at well done, the meat is tough. And so you want it to literally fall off the bone. So you've got to take it up like a brisket to that 200 level. And that took two hours. Mm. So it was three hours in the smoker in my grill and uh two hours in wrap and then i let it rest for an hour and then pulled it out and the bone just literally fell out of the meat beautiful mm. oh teddy and that's it and if you didn't want to do it you know because you don't want to go outside you can do the same principle in your oven mm. low temperature 250 degrees just roast it all the way through till it hits that 165 wrap it up back in the oven let her go until it hits that 200. Beautiful. And it was beautiful. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, no, and you didn't uh, dump any of that horrible mint stuff on it, did you? No no mint jelly. I never, None of that from the stuff. time I was a kid, I hated no, it. Never got it. Yeah, yeah. Just mint give jello, me, give me but the, not mint jelly. <laughs> give me the meat. Just give me the meat, Teddy. If people Just want, give me the meat. That's right. If people want to talk to you about lamb or grilling, anything, how do they get a hold of you, pal? Well, you're going to find me in the social media world at Ted Grills. Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.